Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Women in Pop podcast. My name is Jet Tallisall, and it is so lovely to be back with you. Before we start, some exciting news that Women in Pop magazine issue 15 is just around the corner. Where is the year gone? So you only have a few more weeks to pick up your copy of issue 14 Women in Pop magazine with the absolute divine Miley Cyrus on the cover. Now, with the release of her album, Endless Summer Vacation, and her monster It Flowers, she has already killed it across 2023. And across 10 pages, we explore her career and her insatiable appetite for music and life that has informed and transformed her music. We also have interviews with Freya Ridings, Kate Sobrano, Peach PRC, Alison Goldfrapp, Peaches, and we look back at the career of pop innovators, the Sugar Babes. And we celebrate the 40th anniversary of Madonna's debut album, 40. You can buy your copy now at womeninpop.com forward slash subscribe or in a news agency near you. Now, our guest today burst into the nation's hearts in 2021 when she won The Voice Australia. Not surprisingly, her actual voice is incredible and she has since released a slew of gorgeous pop singles and last year was nominated for the Breakthrough Artist Award at the Arias. She has recently dropped her latest single, Small Things, a gorgeous ballad, and she is about to launch her Small Things tour across Australia. It is, of course, the wonderful Bella Taylor-Smith. Bella, hello, I called you Bella. Bella. <laughs> hello. Hey, welcome to Women in Bar. I'm so excited to be here. We're so excited to have you. And I mean, I just said it, but we don't, you've got some pipes. I don't need to tell you that. <laughs> you've got some incredible pipes. I want to know, were you always aware of that? I feel like it's always something that, yeah, yeah, I would say that. Like I've always loved to sing and always, you know, little videos of myself as a child singing very loudly. I think it's always been a present present theme for sure. Yeah. That is really good to hear. I'm yeah. also always happy when people go, you know what, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. There's, you know what I mean? There's enough yeah. tall poppy and women can't be proud crap in this oh, country. you tell them. Yeah, for real, for real. Just like, yes, I was always a singer. <laughs> yes. It is amazing to know. Tell me, what do you think, just like, what was the song you loved singing when you were a kid? Oh, you know, I grew up listening. My dad was like in a band when um, I was younger. And so I grew up listening to like Australian funk rap. So random. But there was like this band called Skunkower that my dad was um, like helped engineer and stuff when I was little. So I grew up listening to a lot of music like that. Um, and then I had like the, from the other side, like this alt folky kind of influence like Angus and Julia Stone and the Audrey's. And yeah, it was a big melting pot of genre and song. And yeah. Do you think now in your career you will ever try your hand at <laughs> funk rap, be it Australian or otherwise? Tragically, I think not. Do you think I think that's... I'm going to leave it to the people who can do it and, you know, enthusiastically cheer from the sidelines. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we just spoke about narrow pools earlier. I think that's an even narrower pool. Yeah. But, I, you know, <laughs> I, right. I love I love a passion. Yeah. I love a passion. Yeah, <laughs> a passion for Australian funk rap in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this, is a pub, this is a pub quiz right yeah. here. <laughs> um, before we get into your latest offering, small things, though, I want to play my favourite track of yours, Yeah. Um, which is called Not What I'm Used To from Taylor you how you feel in 2021 so I'm just going to play that now yeah I thought we were worth it but I waited too long that never goes down well oh yes I'm sure that you can tell that love it is a choice that we need to choose as well 
song is beautiful and I know that there's piano there somewhere but yeah. really all I hear is you yeah um talk to me about this gorgeous song I love this song and I feel like I've never ever spoken about it ever in anything so yeah it was um I went on like a little riding holiday with my friend at the time who's now my husband and we were sitting at his piano at his grandparents house like right on Lake Macquarie and he was just playing on the piano and I was kind of singing and we wrote not what I'm used to and I wrote it about falling in love with him but at the time he had no idea that I was falling in love with him right (laughs) and then um yeah like when we got to record it we wanted it to feel as authentic as that moment and so we like filled a room up with room mics and like no click and it was just me and my friend Dave David Andrew playing piano and we tracked it all live in the room and so that's why it's so raw when you listen to it but the funny part about it is maybe six months before I got married to my husband my little sister was sitting at the dinner table and um like was making a joke about the fact that I wrote a song about falling in love with Josh before he knew and he still didn't know he was like wait, what do you mean? What are you talking about? And like my sister and I were gobsmacked at the fact that it's so blatantly obvious, but he just was totally clueless. And now we're married and it's fine, but it's a funny story. That's a beautiful story. It's also like a whole film. That's a romantic comedy. I feel like I've seen it, but I haven't. And you should definitely get to it. So make that because that is absolutely gold. And so sweet that he was like, oh, that's a nice song about, I wish I was... He's a producer, so he was just, look. I think he just sometimes thinks about everything else except what I'm actually saying sometimes. You know what I mean? (laughs) In a really healthy, loving way. Yeah, yeah, in the most healthy, loving way. That's right. That's That's absolutely gorgeous. And I, it's so, I feel now bad because you were saying that your friend Andrew played the beautiful piano, but all I could hear was your voice. Um, No, no, no. Let's now talk a little about our latest offering, yes. small things. Yes. And I, I do, you know what? I, I Weirdly, when I was first listening, I actually pressed the video first and my, my music wasn't working. So oh. I just saw it and I was like, oh, this is really, and I was waiting for the music to kick in, oh. but I was so lulled. And then I was like, oh, and there's the voice. <laughs> yeah. So it works on both levels. Just yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. Talk to you about this gorgeous song. Yeah, I'm. Honestly, it's been my most exciting release for me to date. I just feel like it's um, the truest representation of where I'm headed as an artist. I think it encompasses not only my personal beliefs and convictions lyrically, um, but it's also just like stripped in the most beautiful way, but like draws attention to melody and like that's something I'm really passionate about in my writing. And so I feel like it's kind of an amalgamation of where I've been heading and then this is the first sort of representation that I feel is a good indicator of the direction that I'm going. Where is that direction? I mean, to Nashville? No. <laughs> yeah, so um, I, my husband and I are actually relocating to Nashville in January, um, which we're so excited for, and just kind of delving more into like that inspirational pop genre. I think 
I never want people to feel anything but encouraged when walking away from listening to any of my music. And so I'm excited to delve more into creativity in my lyrics and complementing that with some really beautiful and simple musical elements. I love that. And also, let's talk about the fact that you are going to the epicentre <laughs> of story and melody. I cannot. Yeah, we were there in October last year, and I feel like it was almost as if as soon as I stepped foot off the plane, I fell in love with the place. It's magical. Oh, And there's God. no, I think the most exciting thing about it is there's no restriction on people's creativity, and nor is there a sense of, like, if you're succeeding, then I can't because you take that spot. It's like everyone succeeds together and is incredibly empowering and excited uh, for people's, yeah, successes. So I, I can't wait to be in an environment like that. That's gorgeous. And I, I wonder, because, of course, we, we often think when we think of um, the U.S. with music or anywhere, I guess, outside of Australia mm. um, in the West. We're like, oh, it's just so intense because there's so much and there's so many people. Yeah. But I also imagine that that's quite good in a way yeah. because there is so many more people, therefore yeah. so many more ideas mm -hmm. and so many more opportunities. Yeah, and the collaboration is really exciting because I think if you, you can always find a pocket where you sit. And I think, you know, coming off just for my personal journey, coming off being on a like reality singing television show and trying to represent myself with Australia only having one one kind of palette of who I am has been a real challenge. And so fi finding my pocket, I think, has also been challenging for me. So I think that that's what's exciting about, you know, having a bit of a broader representation of genre and style and perspective and that's what I'm excited to delve into. That's what I was curious about as well because um, we've spoken to a couple of artists on this show that have had a similar trajectory um, and like some of you who like yourself have had uh, had been releasing beforehand mm. or, or what have you but there was always this notion as wonderful as these shows are they are still very much there's a narrative there yeah absolutely and that narrative Every character, mm -hmm. even if it's your story, mm -hmm. gets a narrative because that is what sells the audience and yeah. that's what makes them fall in love with you. And, yeah. and there, there must be this kind of disconnect that you have to apply yourself yeah. in order to go forward. How did you find that whole narrative arc and then kind of, I guess, people knowing you as your character? Yeah. And now breaking out. Has it been tricky? Yeah. I think it's also this really strange thing of, you know, when we see artists who have been in the industry for a really long time, who have incredibly knowledgeable and dedicated fans, that's one thing. But when you were not known at all and then all of a sudden people are incredibly knowledgeable about particular areas of your life, like that can feel quite stark and quite like disconcerting at times and, and never in a bad way, but just trying to navigate like you've seen so much about who I am in my personal life in particular areas, but there's so much more to me than just what you've seen and trying to, you know, bring people along that journey who have engaged so strongly. It was also in the middle of COVID, you know, mm. that there was way more people watching than would usually watch because everyone was stuck at home. And yeah, so it was just kind of this melting pot of intensity and then after that show, trying to encourage people to come along the journey of like, you've seen this part of me, but there's actually exponentially more than that. And I would love for you to join me there um, has been really challenging. Interesting. Yeah. And of course, it's, I mean, we do, we, we, we fall in love with this yeah. character and this story. And, yep. and I think even pop stars 
I, I use the word pop star because I feel like particularly in pop music, they get a tougher ride and predominantly women. Yeah. They're held up to such, such standards mm. to continue to be the thing. That people expected them to be in the beginning. Absolutely. Yes. And, and, and learned of them first. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, you know, as far as even the music that I've released, you can kind of hear that progressive journey of me kind of gently trying to like usher or nudge people into like, I actually write my own music and this is what it sounds like. And this is the artist that I am separate from like character is a good word. And it's, it's almost like a caricature of who I am as a person is what is portrayed on the show. So yeah, it's been, it's been interesting. This is brilliant. And of course, someone's going to black mirror this in a very existential way. One <laughs> yeah. Time. Yeah, it's a caricature of me, but they know me. And, oh. Like it's, it's me. It's so much me, but it's almost like me in, like, this is such a strange example of how I'm going to explain this, but it's like you, me, but you turn up the saturation. Oh, no, you know I what love I mean? that. Yeah. Like it, that's, that's what it feels like. And so it's absolutely me. And, and luckily I felt quite confident and comfortable being myself. So I didn't find that disconnect between like me paying, playing a character as an artist and me being myself. But, yeah, that's probably how I would describe it. I love that in Technicolor. Yeah, yeah it like feels like the, like the saturation dial just kind of was edging <laughs> up, you know. With the soundtrack as well. There's yeah, a that's, drama soundtrack. That's exactly um, right. Speaking of, I forgot to play Small Things. Oh, yeah. Small Things. <laughs> yeah. Did you mean to teach me something new? Or show me how to love the way you do Everyone keeps telling me You only want the best for me But that's just something new to me That I believe They say it's in the small things That I can see you love But I've got all these big things And they're messing me up And maybe it's perspective could change my mind and start seeing the small things how they add up over time I know it will take some time it really is a beautiful song and again it's voice and melody and I, and I love I, I just love it lyrically and it's so but all walks of life. Mm. I mean, we always say to remind yourselves of the little things. Yeah. And quite often when we're talking about people or moments, we go, oh, of all these grand gestures, really, mm. you know, it's um, it's Mr. It Darcy's down. hand. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's the small things. Yeah. Um, tell me on that, what have been some small things and big things in your life? Yeah. Moments that have just brought you here, do you feel? Yeah. I mean... I think getting to fall in love with my husband has been a huge thing. He's like such an incredible writer and producer and musically we've been friends for like eight or nine years. And so I think um, in the last three or four years, getting to do this journey with him has been huge. I like maybe have spent nine months or something in the last three years away from home, like touring or yeah, just being interstate or overseas. And he's been with me the whole time, which I'm a, strong and powerful woman and could have absolutely done it independently, but having a supporter and um, someone who also understands like what I do and why I do it has been invaluable to me. And probably just, yeah, I don't know, so many things, so many big things and then so many small day-to-day -day things like 
I really enjoy traveling now and have gotten really good at packing my suitcase and feel like I don't get stressed about that anymore. And that's amazing. You know? That's a small thing that leads to a big thing. That's exactly right. That is a small thing. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You, you spoke about um, Julia Stone and, of course, yeah. you know, Australian funk yeah. rap, which is really important. Um, <laughs> yes. Who has been your biggest influence musically? I love Adele. I think that the choice that she's made to be uncompromising in her expression and conviction in her lyric writing is like unmatched and her melodies are like soaring and beautiful and classic, but pop, Mm. which is really exciting to me because I feel like sometimes, you know, pop is literally just popular music, what's popular at the time. And it can be easy to get boxed in or told or you know, observe pop music needs to be this because this is what it is right now. But I think that, yeah, her unwavering conviction in being herself and that being pop music has been really encouraging and like a huge example to me. But then I also like love unreal singers like hers, unreal, Yebba's unreal, people like that. Just bad people that are being quintessentially themselves. Yeah, 100%. And you feel like, I mean, it, it really is... Um a very rewarding and and can also be a real slap of an industry um, with regards to how fickle it is. Mm. Do you yourself feel that the longevity comes from really sticking to all you, the technicolour and the grey matter? Mm. Yeah. I think as well, like, I, um, this whole thing's started for me by me just sort of wanting to be myself. And if something didn't align with the person that I was or who I wanted to be, I was happy to actually just leave that behind. And so, you know, every step I take further into the industry and kind of further into my career path, I intend and try my best to keep that same kind of conviction about myself that if something's for me, it will happen. And if it's not for me, then it's actually okay for me to leave it to the side or leave it behind and and not compromise the fact that I'm an individual person before I'm an artist and before I'm a singer and before I'm a songwriter, as much as those things are a part of who I am, they're not, they're not the quintessential bottom line of myself as a person. And so as long as things align with that, I'm good. But if they don't, you know, I kind of, I'm happy to leave them to the side and know that things that are better for me will come in the future. That's an incredible perspective to have, because I feel like we all say that, but we very we don't apply it because, mm. you know, we, we need our identity and identity is our career or mm. uh, our children or mm. our relationship, mm. particularly when you have uh, an incredibly um, desirable one that you do at the moment. Yeah. And the weight of everyone like, oh, we put you here. That, yeah. that must be quite, I imagine, difficult to go, no, it's fine. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And not just say yes to everything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, do you know, it's, I have this conversation a lot and it's probably, you know, I like have a personal faith and it probably comes from, well, it definitely would come from that. But it's like at, at the end of the day, like, I just want people to feel good when I leave them. You know what I mean? Feel encouraged or uplifted or just feel better. And that's like I apply that in my personal relationships, in my passing relationships and in my writing. And that's my bottom line. And so it's easy. It has become easier. It's not always easy. It's sometimes scary, especially when it's like, you know, people of like higher level or higher regard in my industry to say, actually, no, I'm not going to compromise that. But it has become a lot easier because I know my bottom line. And so it's like almost saving myself mental space and mental time and effort saying, oh, I already know the answer to that would be no. That's good. You've got your, you've got your little bar inside. Yeah. 
I was just curious as well. It's definitely not uh, calling anyone out, mm. but I wonder if because of your career trajectory, despite the fact, obviously you released my favourite song <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, before The Voice, there was an element that maybe you feared or maybe was weaponized against you and the fact like, oh, she's new, we can pretty much. Yeah. Do you know what's so funny? I think um, I remember like having a phone call before I had one when it was like the top four and basically the, you know, I think I'm allowed to talk. About, I don't know. if I'm <laughs> Fingers crossed. Sorry if I'm not. Um, but, you know, we get basically offered like, hey, here's a bunch of songs. Do you want to pick one that you can release after you win? like separate from your winner's mm. single, like do you just want to let us know like what one you like? And kind of in that time when I was waiting, like between The Voice being filmed and it airing, Josh and I had written an EP already, which was the EP that I released last year and the Look Me in the Eyes EP. And um, so I kind of just went back and said, well, actually I'm a songwriter and would love to represent myself with the songs that I've written myself. And so this is the EP that I've written. Like, can we do that instead? And, you know, I think my experience, I've been very lucky and the people that I encountered said yes to that. Amazing. Um, which is like a real testament, you know, to my label and to the, the people that were A&Ring me at the time. So that, that I was very grateful for, but that was scary. Yeah. That was scary for me to say. And again, it was like me doing the voice, for example, I just kind of did it because I wasn't really doing anything else at the time. We were in COVID. I wasn't able to teach singing at the time. And like, I just thought it would be a fun learning experience, you know? <laughs> and so any good thing that came to me, I took it and anything that wasn't for me, I didn't. And so if I had turned around to the label at that point in time and said, hey, actually, I'd like to release music I'd written myself. And they had said no, like that would have been scary, but I would like to think I would have had the courage in that moment to say, well, then that wouldn't be representing, like that would be misrepresenting who I want to be as an artist. And I will wait until I have an avenue to be able to do that with integrity. That's incredible. And I feel like that's going to be the big takeaway for everyone here. We all need to keep reminding ourselves that yeah. it's, it's okay and not everything's yeah. going to work out. That's but... right. And it's like almost also like the worst thing that could ever happen is what? Yeah. You know, they say no, and then you figure it out. But they'd already said yes. So yeah, someone else so it will was too. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> very grateful. Very grateful. For I that. feel like we've been doing a TED talk today. This is brilliant. <laughs> um, you have gone from strength to stage to stage to bigger stage. Crazy. This must be so exciting for you. By the way, yeah. you look incredible performing live. Can I just say? Oh, thank you. You've got such a um, swagger. Oh. Wow. Yeah. That is a compliment because I, like, cannot dance. I feel like any time I move, I'm awkward. Oh, no, you don't need to. There's a definite oh, swagger. I'll take it. It's really beautiful to watch. <laughs> you just like, yep, yep, yep. Thanks. Like, I want to hold up my scorecard. <laughs> um, and now we get to see more of it because you have the yes. Small Things Tour. Yes. Talk to me about that. Oh, I'm so excited. I think, um, you know, this is the last time I'm going to be in, like, travelling around Australia for a little while, obviously, you know, moving to Nashville. And so the theatres that we're playing are so beautiful. There's going to be like fairy lights and it's, you know, all of these vocal parts and really melody focused and songwriting focused and lots of new songs that I'm going to be releasing in the kind of new year that I'll get to play live for the first time. And it's family friendly. Like I just really want 
parents to be able to bring their young daughters and their young kids and have a positive first concert experience. And yeah, I, I cannot wait. I'm so excited, like getting to sing in front of people and like invite people to join with me on a night like that is like my number one passion. So it's, yeah, it's coming so quickly too. Fairy lights and bring your kids. So yeah. everyone pack the starburst because yeah. it's going to happen. Bella, um, thank you so much for joining us today on Women in Pop. It has been a real delight and I'm very helpful. <laughs> Therapeutic. <laughs> um, listeners, you've just heard about Bella's new single, Small Things, is out now. Download it, stream it right now on all platforms. It's there. Plus, tickets to our Small Things tour are on sale now. Go to belladaylasmith.com for more information and tickets. And before we go, Another reminder that issue 14 of Women in Pop magazine with Miley Cyrus on the cover is out right now. And it features interviews with Peach PRC, Freya Ridings, Alison Goldfrapp, Kate Sobrano and more. Buy your copy now at a news agency near you or at womeninpop.com forward slash subscribe. Thank you for listening today. Until next time from myself and Bella Taylor-Smith, goodbye. Thank you. See ya. 